Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Drive Through HR. It is October 7th, 2020, and um, we're doing a really um, intriguing Drive Through HR. It is a very early episode for anyone who happens to be listening to us live. Um, I'm Robin Schooling, uh, along with my co host, uh, Michael Vandervoort, and um, it's 7 a.m. my time. What about you, Mike? It's eight a. It's eight a. M. My time, but it still feels like seven a. M. I uh, I got out of bed with enough time for with enough time left to walk the dog and not get coffee. So yeah, it, it's that kind of a day to start the week. <laughs> and and uh, it, otherwise, it's fine. So glad to be here and excited to talk to our guests. I I am too, and you know my my theory is that um, a this will get my kind of my brain cells firing a little bit early in the morning and uh it's going to be a a positive start to the day because our guest today is someone um who just kind of naturally gets me going like that whenever whenever I've um run into him or heard him speak um he just kind of sets sets my sets my mind in the right path so absolutely thrilled um, that our guest today uh, is Derek Irvine, who is, of course, with Work Human. Um, he's the SVP of Client Strategy and Consulting with Work Human, and um, as a longtime Work Human fan, I've been to every Work Human Live since the very first one. I couldn't wait to give him the intro, which is, of course, his catch line at those events, which is "Hello, humans." So, hello, Derek. Welcome. Well, hello, hello, humans. How are you all today? <laughs> I hope you're good. <laughs> we Thank are very fantastic. good. We are very good. So you're having quite some uh, some exciting times um, over at Work Human, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of those things. Um, but first and foremost, I guess, really, one of the reasons we scheduled the show for this week and today is you launched um, your latest book yesterday. Um, can one. you tell us a little bit about that, what, you know, yeah, what, so what we, the book is? And... Indeed. So we, we launched our, our latest book. It's called uh, Making Work Human. Uh, so I think that the, the name of the book tells very much what it's about, about uh, bringing more humanity into our workplace so that we can all you know, really be the best that we can possibly be in the workplace. It's packed full of case studies, it's packed full of uh, a genuine roadmap for what you might need to do to, uh, to bring more humanity into your workplace, make your workplace more human-centered. Uh, packed full of statistics, uh, packed full of ideas, self-reflections, uh, also inputs from speakers that we've had at Work Human Live, the conference. Uh, and I'm glad, Robin, you've been to everyone. That's uh, congratulations to you. That's, uh, that's quite an achievement. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do not share the same... Uh, perfect attendance record. I think I've been to three of five. Uh-huh. So you'll both know the energy. I mean, it's quite incredible, the energy that we've created in that community. Uh, it's much bigger than us as, a, as an organization. That was our goal all along, to create a platform that would be a gathering place for people that really cared about making our workplaces more human-centered. 
And the book is a reflection of everything that we've been hearing at that conference for the last six years and the various change makers that there are out there, our clients. It's, it's a book that describes all of those collective experiences. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to end up coming off like a, like a work human fangirl during this show, and that's okay. <laughs> I, I have no problems with that. Um, because I think one of the um, one of the aspects that, uh, like you said, is so captured so perfectly at um, at the live events has has really been this um, this connection and sort of like mindedness amongst attendees. You know, people who are working with people who want to make it um, the best experience ever. And um, yeah. you know, one of the things where I, I you know, I saw that um, kind of come to life this year in 2020. 2020, the year that has, you know, thrown us all for a loop. But, um, you know, I really liked the fact that we're human very early on in the uh, changing uh, world of work that we had <laughs> in spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, you know, you have the mood tracker um, platform and you you brought that out for everyone um, with a free version so that people could use that to kind of keep keep tabs, if you will, in That's a new right. way on on what people what employees were going through, what what the experience was like, um, as they were kind of living with the new uh the new reality that we were we were put into. So um Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about we're all going through, living through a revolution uh, as we're speaking. You know, the, many things were happening before in terms of the changing nature of work, but suddenly we have this massive global uh, COVID pivot to all go digital, um, and, and that has huge impact on culture, connectedness. So it, w- it was important to us to, to do a number of things. Um, you know, one was uh, supporting our healthcare workers. We, we, we launched a, a thank you website where anybody and everybody could go and they could post messages about healthcare workers that might have come across or were relatives friends. They could thank them. Uh, and as you said, Robin, the second thing we did was to launch a new uh, software product that we had been developing called Mood Tracker, and we decided to make it completely free. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, free forever. Uh, because we're, we're tremendous believers in uh, the voice of humans at work, uh, because we think when humans are really heard, uh, really listened to, and then action is taken on the back of what you hear, that second part being so vital, um, it was important to us that people would have access to a tool that was free, easy to use, so, so we launched that. And then, of course, the third thing that we did was we tried very, very hard to keep the Work Human Live experience and move it into a digital world, uh, we had one event in March, and we uh, and we have another one. A quick plug: we have another one coming up on October the twenty second. Uh, work, work, human, live online. Yep, yep. Cool. And um, and we've got that. We've got that link for everybody on the okay. on the show landing page, and we'll we'll kind of we'll get that out again at the at the end of the show. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, you know, so one of the things, of course, that um, that work human has has spent some time on over the years is um, conducting research into into the employee experience. Um, even before we used the buzzword and called it employee experience, <laughs> you've you've all been taking yeah. a look at that. Um, what 
you know, what have you found over the years and through the work that you've done and, and, and the research you've conducted, what have you found that employees um, want at work? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, first of all, um, Robin, the evolution, as you said, of that term. You know, you go back in history and we, we were talking about human capital. Uh, and I think that was very much a kind of a they term. You know, we were the leaders and there was they that we needed to do something for. Uh, employee experience, fast forward, a new term. Uh, better, of course, better mindset around it. But I think it's still a they ter- term. You know, we're looking at the employees. I feel we're beginning to fast forward towards human experience. You know, what is the human experience at work? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really thinking about that completely end to end. And now suddenly I think we're in a terminology too that's a we terminology, that we're all in this, that we're all humans. Yeah. Um, whether you're in management, supervision, you're on the shop floor, factory floor, in customer service, we're all humans. And the more we adopt that mindset, and think about how to create a genuine, heartfelt, encouraging, uh, rewarding, honest, authentic environment for everybody, the more human that experience is going to be. So uh, first first observation, <laughs> just in terms of the term. But then to come to your specific question about, you know, what does our research tell us that people are looking for as a best employee experience or, or human experience? Um, so a, a number of factors that we mentioned in the book, we, we, we did a large survey actually with IBM uh, uh, back in 2019, a global survey, and the number one thing that uh, everybody is looking for is meaningful work. Uh, people mm. will take meaningful work above better pay and benefits, uh, meaningful work that really has a purpose. Um, then in, in a more or less the same order is trust, co-worker relationships, that I feel I have friends at work. I feel I'm, I'm with other humans. Yeah. Then there's recognition, feedback, having a voice. And lastly is, uh, is uh, work-life harmony. And I really like mm-hmm. the word harmony too, because I think, you know, especially these days with the COVID digital pivot, um, you know, there just kind of is life. And uh, the more works in harmony, uh, the better. So those are those six things that we found uh, coming out of our research. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, hey, Derek. This is Michael. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go off our. Hi, I'm going to go off our question script for just a second because I've been mm-hmm. wondering about this for years and hope maybe you can answer it. How did you guys develop the work human concept when when this first rolled out? Because the growth has been amazing, and you've, I mean you've rebranded your company, um, community built like many that I've never seen before. How did you guys come up with that idea? If you could share that with us. Sure. Well, if, if you know the history of the company, we started out as a, a, a company called Global Force, would probably be the mm-hmm. name that many people will be familiar with. Uh, we were basically in the positivity business. We were focused on uh, people saying thanks authentically and often to each other in the workplace. Uh, we've all worked in places where, you know, old school recognition programs were uh, managers to staff only. They were focusing on the top 5% elite uh, it was pretty rare yeah. that people felt thanked. So that was our focus for a long, long time, uh, bringing positivity through thanks. Uh, then as we grew and we developed wonderful relationships with some of the world's most admired companies, um, it was really our clients that pushed us to say, you know, that positivity works in other areas. Um, so we've continued to develop our software. We now have a continuous performance management uh, software. 
which similar to the old practices of recognition, you have the old practices of the annual performance review. How can you do it better? And we've, we've developed software to suit, it, to suit it. So for us, it's been a journey of, you know, let's lead with the positivity. Let's lead with the goodness. Um, because that can be quite transformative. It doesn't mean that you don't end up still having authentic, uh, quite hard conversations for people's development. But when you've embedded it in a trust built upon positivity, it tends to resonate and be much more effective. So that's been our mission uh, for a long time now. Six years ago, we launched a conference around that whole, whole theme. And as you said, Michael, it's gone from strength to strength. I think we had 400 people initially. Um, at our last physical event, we had 4,000 people. At our last, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so it's go been ahead. a great yeah. journey. It, it, yeah, it definitely. I, I, I left. I think the conference in um, Phoenix was like, you know, you talk about transformative. It just made me realize, you know, how strong the brand you guys had built. It was really amazing. Anyway, so I'm fangirling like Robin as well, I guess. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, back on back on kind of the main topic, Robin had asked about your research. How, how do leaders uh, in in your organizations, whether your clients or others, how do they go about ensuring that there's a shared purpose in the organization and one that kind yeah. of belongs to everyone? Sure. So like some of the examples I just mentioned, I think there's old traditional practices that are just a bit stuck in a time machine. Um, you know, launching a shared purpose initiative, so often it's the CEO speech, it's booklets, posters, training sessions. You know, it's a, it's a push communication. So I, yeah. we, take a completely, we take a completely contrarian view where we say, okay, that, let's do that. But what's going to be even more powerful is if you say to all of your people, you own our purpose, you own our values. And, and let's explain what our purpose and values are. And now we want you to spot each other when you're living out that purpose and values. And one of the really effective ways to do that is through a peer-to-peer social recognition program where I spot you, Robin, doing an amazing job on, mm-hmm. on getting the radio uh, show off, off, off starting blocks this morning. And, you know, it, it, it creates a chemical effect in your mind. There's dopamine suddenly released. You personally remember that moment more than you remember any leaflet you read, probably any training you might have gone to. And then as a result of you being touched with that positivity, you continue to spread the word by spotting and recognizing others who are living out the purpose and the values of the company. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, we see it time and time again in the results, um, remarkable uh, reductions in the likelihood to leave company, uh, remarkable boosts in engagement, all, all sorts of metrics as a consequence of approaching it in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what it, what it gets to um, that that sort of peer I've always liked that that emphasis on the on the peer to peer recognition <clears throat> um, because I think that doesn't happen enough um in a lot of organizations um you know thinking some of the other sort of old school traditional um I'm using air quotes here in you know in my in the yeah. studio right recognition programs um have just always been sort of this top down um you know, oh, you know, Susie's the employee of the month, and some manager gives her a gift certificate, and you call it a day. Um, and just that that fact of having um, building this shared reason for being together, um, uh, and having 
Susie get recognized by Mary, who works next to her, that that has such such a more of a profound impact than than some sort of checklist feeling, you know, employee exactly. month or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're we're doing we're doing it naturally all the time in our lives. You think about it if yeah. you're in some community group or in your family. We're doing it naturally as humans all the time, where we say, "Hey, wonderful work at school, kids." Or, you know, great job in, 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 in um, you know, let's celebrate your graduation or um, a coach encouraging somebody learning how to play tennis. You know, we're doing it all the time, constant feedback, constant encouragement. And I just, for years, I've never understood why when you go into the workplace, there's this idea that you need to check yourself in. And if you're lucky, somebody might nominate you for an award that will come once a year. And, right. <laughs> and, you know, it's just utterly insane. And, you know, work fills so much of our human lives. Isn't it right that our work should be filled with humanity? And, yeah. and I think that's how humans work. We like to thank each other, celebrate each other, encourage each other along. Uh, but as I said earlier, on that base, on that base of positivity, it gives you the right to also have the harder conversations where there's serious development or change required. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to do that when you've earned the trust of people because they know that they care about when you're doing good work. Yeah. So, you know, kind of speaking about those sometimes challenging conversations um, in the workplace kind of takes us to, a, you know, yet another old-school traditional um, tool that we use <laughs> or method yeah. that we uh, employ around performance management, you know, something else yeah. that I think needs some serious uh serious looking at um, in a lot of organizations, you know, so that, you know, that traditional old school performance process gets, gets a bad rap. Um, What's wrong with it? And what should, what should performance management look like now? Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. The statistics are are stunning. It must be the most disliked process by both HR and you know, everybody thinks it's poor, but yet so many organizations, it's, it's, it's what they rely upon. What's wrong with it is that it's very infrequent. You know, if it's, if it's annual or biannual, uh, there's a single point of failure uh, because it's more often focused upon just the manager view of, of you and what you, you've been saying. Um, you know, and I, I, I have four kids, by the way. I have a um, double set of twins. And I, I mm-hmm. tell the story in the book. Um, if I saw them doing something good, uh, you know, this week, and I decided, well, I'll write myself a post-it note uh, that says I love you on it, but I won't give it to them until we get to um, the first, 2nd of January, uh, 2021, when their <laughs> appraisal is coming up. Now, how would that work? How would our relationship be? Of course, I'm not going to do that. Um, so, you know, everybody loves to get con- constant feedback, more continuous. Um, we also mentioned in the book, Oprah Winfrey, uh, we all know Oprah interviewed amazing stars of the years, and she tells a lovely story in the book about how at the end of every interview, no matter how good the, the celebrity is, they always lean across to her and say, was that okay? Uh-huh. And, and we're all like that. We're all, everything we're doing all the time, we're, it's like a, you know, we're either quietly or, or verbally saying, was that okay? Um, so it's super important that the feedback is continuous, that it's often, that it's authentic, and that you're having a continuous conversation with your people. Now, what we're putting in place with some, again, some of the world's leading um, organizations is we're developing more of a, 
an employee-focused uh, appraisal process where the employee mm-hmm. can request, where they can request at any time that they would like to check in, they'd like to have a check-in that's about operational things, or they'd like to have a check-in about career things, check-in about developmental things. And we're finding that those check-ins, if they happen at around about four to six weeks frequency at a minimum, you get a much more trustful relationship, a much more connected relationship building. And I think that's the way modern performance management needs to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be a continuous, authentic conversation. That that makes total sense to me, and it still doesn't seem <laughs> doesn't always feel like it's catching on in you know certain workplaces. But um, Derek, you, you had in your new book, and I think in your also at the upcoming work, working and live event, you're going to talk about something that you've unveiled called the work, the, sorry, the work human charter of workplace rights. I, I'm very intrigued by this. Could you could you share that with us and what what is going on behind it? Sure, sure. So I think, you know, when you think about things that are happening in our society right now, movements like Me Too, uh, Black Lives Matter, I think it's clear that as humans we have uh, continuing issues uh, to resolve. Um, Employees are concerned about their privacy, how is my data used? Employees want to feel valued for who they are as well as what they do at work. Um, We're all trying to work in more environmentally sustainable ways. Um, So we feel, and certainly our um, reach out to all of the different change makers that have been involved in Work Human Life, the conference, uh, but also our our recognition data. You know, it's quite remarkable with 50 million conversations where people are talking to each other on our platform, celebrating, congratulating, talking, thanking. We get quite a unique perspective about what people are thinking. And, And I think we all know for sure that employees are demanding a new way of doing things. Um, we, we even saw the business round table, um, uh, you sign up to a move away from only shareholder value to all stakeholder value. So there's many things that are saying employees are demanding a new way of doing things. So, so this is our response. Uh, we're, we're very much a gathering place, as I said, work human, the conference, work human, us. We, mm-hmm. we want to gather people who feel the same way. And we're going to launch a charter of workplace rights, new workplace rights. Uh, and the rights are, are going to be announced on October the 22nd, which will touch on all the topics that I just mentioned, um, respect, belonging, uh, the right for privacy, feeling safe in my workplace, uh, working in a sustainable way, etc. But what we're doing is we're encouraging through a certification program that enterprises would be able to uh, make a commitment, a promise to support and develop those rights. Uh, and then also to demonstrate progress. We want to really, you know, give a collective kick in the pants to try to make more progress on these rights. Um, uh, so we're going to be celebrating organizations that commit, and we're going to be celebrating progress. And we're making that certification available also for professionals, where if you commit to supporting the rights, you take a small educational module, uh, you get an opportunity to develop a personal plan for how you could forward these important human rights oh. in, in the place. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it, it takes it to the, um, you know, the organizational level, but it also takes it to that to that individual level. So that, um, you know, if I'm a I'm an HR leader or a practitioner, um, 
I I can kind of dive in and you know sort of further educate myself and say, yeah, this is a commitment to how I want to work or I want to bring this into my organizations. Um, whether I change organizations or I start something new, this is kind of what I what I believe. Um, you know, it's kind of how I how I see it uh, from that individual level, uh, which is exactly. interesting. I, I like well, that. I think, um, you know, I think, and if you look at some of the statistics and you think about um, uh, gender equity in the workplace, um, uh, uh, the World Economic Forum says that on current progress, we won't change it successfully until another hundred years. Mm-hmm. And I just think a hundred years is too long to wait. <laughs> we all <laughs> we all have to sit down and make some collective personal and enterprise effort to change that more quickly. So that's what this yeah. charter and certification is going to be about, that and on, on many other rights. Yep. Well, we are, um, we are getting close to wrap it up here. I can't believe it. We're, um, we're sitting at about five minutes or so left. Um, so, Derek, I want to ask you kind of one wrap-up question here. Um, what's, what's a quick tip or a couple of tips that you have for – HR or organizational leaders um, who are who want to start their journey towards making work more human. What can they do? Great. Um, well, well, in the book, um, we we talk a lot about three really powerful words that we've discovered are super great at creating more of a, a human-centered workplace. And those words are thanking, talking, and celebrating. Um, mm. So genuine thanks, as we've talked a lot about already, uh, uh, talking authentically, uh, creating trust through that continuous talking, and then celebrating, celebrating things that are happening in your life, uh, be it births, graduations, um, you know, uh, uh, some charity donation that you've been involved in, celebrating mm. the reality of your life. So my tip would be today, think about somebody that you can thank genuinely and enthusiastically. Think about somebody that maybe could use a, a nice talk with you, an authentic, considered talk. And think about somebody that you might celebrate something together with. And if you manage to do those three words every day, you can have an enormous impact on creating mm. more human with workplace. Mm. Yep, I love it. I love it. Um, so, it, it, Derek, um, tell us where... Um, Again, we can you know find a little a little more information about either the book, um, the sure. upcoming Work Human Live virtual event, um, and you yourself. Where can people kind of follow you? Yeah. Well, well, probably the easiest place is workhuman.com, uh, where you're going to find the virtual event, which is called Work Human Live. Uh, you'll also find information about the book in in the website. Then, me personally, look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, is probably the place that uh, you'll find the most information about me. And uh, there I try to keep up to date with posting different things that are going on too. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, I um, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. And um, Michael, any last words from you? Just thanks for joining us, Derek. And I'm going to go get a cup of coffee when we log off. So in the morning we'll... <laughs> Well, thank you for the early hour. Uh, oh no, it was wonderful. Like I said, I, I, you know, um, I, 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 I have no problem saying I'm a fan girl, and um, it did kick my day off in a good way to kind of talk about um, talk about making work more human. And I'm, I'm going to go thank someone right now exactly. um, to kick my day off. So, thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you, Derek Irvine from. 
We're human for being our guest, and have a wonderful day, everybody. Goodbye, all. Goodbye.